Hey guys, this is Table for Four. My name is Adrian. We have another episode on the podcast. This podcast is going to be about remote learning part two, a teacher's perspective. I'm going to let that take it now. Hey, guys. How you doing? My name is Andre. This is Stephanie. This is Stephan. And, and this is, is Table for four. four. For the month of March, we're going to be focusing on essential workers. As you already know, it'll be one year since COVID affected New York City. So we're taking this opportunity to speak to individuals that have dealt with that and have experienced the pandemic as an essential worker. As we all know, March 8th was International Women's Day. What a better way than to highlight and appreciate a strong woman than an educator herself. Jessica Martinez will be the first of the Essential Workers series. Today's episode, like he said in the beginning, it's remote learning part two, a teacher's perspective. And uh, it's been a long road, <laughs> almost over a year now, remote learning. Yeah, yeah. And I think a week ago was like the anniversary since they started remote learning. I know. I think it's next week. Next week. It'll yeah. Because uh, when it, year. yeah, it'll be a year since they closed down the schools. Right. I think it was on the 16th or the 17th. Yeah. So we have a special guest today. Her name is Jessica Martinez. And uh, she's been an English uh, language arts teacher for the past seven years. And she's been an educator for the last seven. Um, you know, it's a great um, opportunity to listen from a teacher's point of view, because, you know, there are two people on that screen. You know, you have the students and you have the teachers. Right. And, you know, it's so important to try to find out, you know, what is so different about <laughs> remote learning. And, you know, she's been committed to, you know, trying to get more culturally relevant curriculum and just trying to meet the education standards of students of all color. Right. You know, so we're looking at people from different backgrounds, uh, different cultures. And again, we always respect everybody from different parts of the world. And that's what just makes us so special, right? Yep. And that's what makes teachers special. Yep. You know, and she also possesses a, a certificate in leadership and continues to, you know, use that to her advantage and to become a leadership and just be a role model, you know, for everybody in the future. That's what educators do. Um, Jessica, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you again in participating with us yes. on this podcast. You know, if anybody knows <laughs> any better, it would be the teacher. Yes. So um, I just want to take a just a quick definition of what do you think an educator is? So what do you think is an educator? Well, I think an educator is an adult that's teaching children information. Okay. 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 And what about you, Stefan? An educator is a teacher. Do you have anything else to add to no. that? No. No. Okay. Thank you. So, Ms. Jessica, if you can uh, give us a definition of what do you think a teacher is or, or how an educator um, comes to mind. Like, what do you think when you define an educator? Yeah. Um, so, for me, an educator is, and the reason, so there's a reason I use educator and not teacher, because I don't think it's just my job to teach kids what my subject is, right? So an educator is supposed to have kids meet standards, teach their subject, but you have to prepare your students for the next steps in life. And, you know, you have to appeal to not only academics, but support your students socially, emotionally. I hope you're listening. Right. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. I hope you're listening. I'm listening. But here's here's the difficult thing um, when it comes to educators. I think um, they have um, the difficult task of wearing multiple jobs. They have to Wait. wear the multiple hats. You know, not only are you an educator, uh, you have to do uh, you have to worry about social needs. You have to worry about mental health. You have to worry about so many other different things that right. just encompass being an educator. Right. You know, so I think when you put that together, I think it makes a great um, definition of what an educator is and the purpose is because you're not just right. teaching children. There's, right. It's more than that. She nailed it because like she said in her, in her statement right now that you're preparing them for the future. Yes. You're not just making them forced to do homework and not just listen to class, but you're preparing them for life. And you, you're teaching them life lessons that hopefully they will put it to use in the future in your life, Adrian and Stefan. <laughs> 
You know, like, like I had a plenty of teachers that I look up to growing up. You know, because you could see they had like the the focus, the drive to to see that, and especially a teacher knows when a student comes from a broken home and they're struggling and stuff like that. They kind of take him under their wing and kind of like teach him and, and groom them, right? But and that's mold them right, but to that's what, to where who they are absolutely. And you make a great point because that's why they wear the different hats, right? Because they have to recognize that, and that takes a special person. I always, I've always had a high regard for teachers. As I'm a teacher myself, not in the sense of academics, but I've always I was always a big teacher in the arts. So I have right. a, a profound respect for, right. for for educators, teachers out there, because if if we don't have them. We ain't got nothing. Right. <laughs> so, I just, yeah. so you can't tell me anything else different than that. But um, I want to just touch a, a quick point. I saw a word here and I could not pronounce it. You have to help me here. It's okay. P E D A. Pedagogy. <laughs> I was afraid to say it because I knew I was going to sound like a dummy. <laughs> like, no, that's such like a typical like teacher buzzword. Pedagogy. Pedagogy. I see. I couldn't. Pedagogy. Okay. <laughs> see, we were trying to we were trying to say it before, and I was like, I'm going to sound like an idiot trying to pronounce this word. <laughs> I said pedagogy. I, I, I heard like say ped, I heard it say pedagogy. I just wasn't sure. See, you said it better than I did. I wasn't even going to to say that. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica, for being here. You know, we appreciate everything that you do, especially being a teacher. So my question for you is, how has this been for you teaching remotely for the last year in New York City? I, mean, I can't even think of like one adjective that describes the experience. It's just brand new. It's um, intimidating. It's overwhelming. And I know those are words that like right. kids would use for it. But as a teacher's perspective, you know, we were kind of just hit with something brand new. It's like all of a sudden there's a pandemic. You have to go home and now you have to learn how you're going to teach right. what you've been doing for years to kids through a computer. So it's, I've had a positive experience, but I'm, I can't lie and say it hasn't been rough because it's rough and it's a lot of work. <laughs> right. I could imagine. I know you, I know you're working a lot more now than you have been or, or do you or waking up earlier now to even to start lesson plans do you and start the day, you know, do you feel like you've sure. worked more now during the pandemic or did you feel like you were working just as hard as before? Like, because I, I feel like either way is hard. Yeah. I mean, I've always put a lot of work into it. Fortunately, last year I was at a point in my career where I was doing pretty well. Right. Like I knew the techniques that that really worked. And I had this curriculum set that, you know, and sometimes I would change my curriculum but I was set, but now it's more work because not only do I have to take everything I was already doing, but it's like, how do I make something that happens organically in a room full of kids right, 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 happen right. through a computer screen? And that's where the work comes in, getting the kids interested in figuring out how they're going to get this work done through a computer now. Ugh. But I know with, I mean, with my own experience with the kids, they've been having a, a difficult time, a real hard time. And I, and I, I empathize with them only because I'm doing Zoom classes myself because yeah. going through nursing school, I couldn't, I have to go to school two days physically and then two days remote. And I'm, I'm sitting there all day, just like them looking at a screen and, you know, you, you kind of lose motivation sometimes. Right. So I, I totally agree. And there's also some disadvantages with like computer screens because like physically, like if you do physical work, it doesn't shut down. It doesn't have a battery percentage. It doesn't take like a long, like a certain amount of time to finish things. Well, there's a timer, but computers are just like more advanced than papers, but they take like a lot more time and a lot more space. Right. And I think that's what Miss Jessica is making a point about is like right. she already had all her work, you know, planned out. Planned out and then now the you, she literally got hit with a whole <laughs> different direction of how to do the same thing. But do it over the computer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like me personally, I think the dynamic has shifted now. So I think moving forward, I think this is something the board of it will utilize in the future. Example, snow days. You know, so... No such yeah. thing as so, yeah, snow no, days. No, no, no such thing as snow, <laughs> snow days now or Brooklyn Queens Day. They're like, oh, you guys have a computer at home? We're going to go to class online. 
Do you think that that's the direction that they're going to go think with? So. I really, I really do. What do you think, Jessica? I agree. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's what they're, they're doing now. And because I teach kids that are eighth graders, so they're a little bit older. And I know a lot of parents of younger kids are like, what about a snow day? I want my kid to go outside. But I can tell you now, my students are logging in full force when we have those remote online days and it's snowing outside, they're still joining me. And so- I think personally that it should stay because when things get back to normal, if there is snow and ice and dangerous conditions for the kids, for the teachers, and we have this alternative of going online, they don't lose any education and everybody gets to stay as safe as they can. Right. That I agree with that, that statement. No, but I think, I think the question is if, I think all everybody's what they're talking about is that if it's going to be an option, right? Because I know mm-hmm. the I know the question is, do I ever want to go back? Right? Some right. parents are on the fence mm-hmm. to say, well, I don't want to send my school my kid to school at all, and you know, and then you have the hybrid, and then going full to school. So that like I don't know how would we be able? How would the teachers give everybody that option and the schools give everybody that option? I think that's where the the, conf- right, the conflict right. and, comes. And that's something that us being like that that are still working full time, yeah, being yeah. essential workers and stuff, being working out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something I, I know parents can't stay home sometimes. Yeah. You know? They have to take right. off from school to just to be home. Yeah, yeah. Remote, you know, and I know some parents want the kids to go back to a classroom setting because they feel like, you know, especially with our boys they learn a lot better in a classroom setting. You know, it's yeah. been a difficult year for them. Period. You know, for everybody. For everybody. For yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so it, it's tough. It, it's an adjustment, you know, and, and it's not the same as like, like having a teacher walk up to your desk, look at your paperwork, see that we're doing something wrong and correcting your paper. Right, right. You know, at least right now you're submitting it online. You don't know if it's right or wrong. You just get, they just, they just tell you it's wrong, but they don't show you, you know, how to do the problem again. Right. Uh, unless the like, unless I'm being wrong here, you know, especially with Adrian and Stefan. Just like a weird, funny thing that happens when you're in rural learning, because when there's snow days, you can't make an excuse, so you have to stay home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess the other question that I have for you is, if you had the opportunity to stay remote, would you stay remote regardless of whatever's happening outside? That's definitely something I have to think about. So like there's advantages from a teacher's perspective to being home. However, I miss that in-person interaction. And, and, you know, like like you're saying about like teachers used to be able to go to a kid's desk. I was the kind of teacher I would pull up a chair next to a student and I would sit with them until I made sure they understood and they were doing what they were supposed to do. And trying to mimic that in the remote space is really 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 hard yeah that's a lot to to weigh on that yeah right and i think all depends now on on the teacher's personality you know if the teacher's outgoing and fun the students will be engaged and will continue to show up you know so because i had teachers in the past that were like boring i'm like oh my god i I hate this class (laughs) (laughs) that's not funny that's not fair (laughs) like i said you know but then again like late years later and i think about it now like some of those dull teachers, you know, they, they had their little teaching moments that kind of like instilled in you later on in life. But you make a point. There were things about them that were memorable. Right, memorable. Right. right. And that's what that's what teachers are. That's what educators are. They are there to help you get through those moments. And I think with with everything that's going on, how do we as, you know, teachers, as as moms, as dads, as uncles, parents, yeah. parents Children, how do we get them, back? Yeah. How, how do we, we keep come back? Motivated? How do we keep them motivated? And how do we find the normalcy in that again? Right. That's that's the most difficult part. Um, but yeah. I I'm just trying to figure out what would be the the next best thing. If you don't have remote learning, what do you have? You know, what 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 is there next? Right. Because now the vaccines are rolling out, and you know that's giving everybody hope. Which right. is which mm-hmm. is on a positive thing. So I personally I'm going to take the COVID vaccine. Right. And you know, I'm I'm not sure if you were able to still get I can't even schedule it. You can't schedule now. it, yeah. It's, I know. We've been on a long wait list. Yeah. Um, Jessica, would you ever consider uh taking the COVID vaccine? I'm one hundred percent going to take the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Like, like, okay, I have a question mm-hmm. for you, Jessica. Uh do you see yourself 
when everything starts getting back to normal, do you see yourself having a classroom full of 30 kids now? Because I know everyone, everyone has that fear yeah, of, yeah. of being in a crowded room now. Like maybe there might be two teachers, maybe a class of 15. Like mm-hmm. I, nobody knows how, how things are going to go back I to think, normal now. I think we're all still just trying to figure that right. out. I mean, I think, I don't think we're going to have classes of 30 for the new school year in September. I'm really thinking that parents are going to get two options. And one is your kid is fully in school. Or if you're uncomfortable um, with sending your children to school, because there won't be a vaccine for children by September. No, there won't be. Yeah, no way. So I feel like it's either you send the kids to school and they go every single day. Or if you're, you don't want to send them, they're remote every day. I don't think hybrid's going to continue in New York City. I think it's going to be one or the other. So I think that Joe Biden was doing a thing where he said, I think 100 million people wanted to take the vaccine. And I think he's more than halfway. If I'm right, yeah, there's still 2 million people a day right now. That's the that hope. Are, yeah, that that's the hope. To, to get the vaccine. Yeah. But when, when you think about taking the vaccine, I know a lot of people are on the fence of it. And many people that don't want to take the vaccine and that's perfectly fine. You know, everybody um, has the opportunity or the choice to do so. But if there was uh, a chance for things to get better, do you think people would take that chance to take the COVID vaccine to to start bringing back some of that normalcy? It depends. It depends on the individual. If they want to take it, you know, it depends on their belief. That's true. You know, me personally, I want to take it just for myself because... You know, I work with the public. I'm constantly out there and I want to take it. Yeah. Yeah. No questions asked. <laughs> it's just hard to get an appointment. It right is. Now. It is hard to get an Especially appointment. Especially for an essential worker. Jessica, why did you become a teacher or work with children? Ah, why I became a teacher. So there's a few reasons. So I tried many different careers working in real estate, working in interior design. Nothing was fulfilling for me at all. Um, And I remember back in high school, I had a very negative experience as a student, especially as a student that is Latina, um, like facing discrimination in high school and in college. And I wanted to be that teacher who made students know you can be whatever you want to be as long as you're going to work for it. So for me, it was really wanting to make a change um, and treat kids the way that I was not treated. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that when you are Latino or children of color, that you are afflicted with different um, obstacles. So I think um, that makes a great point to understanding that right. we do have to still recognize culture. We still have to recognize our differences because it's just as important as anything else. Correct? Yes. Yes. Cause we have to respect everybody and everybody's opinions. Um, what was your favorite part when teaching? You mean teaching oh, during okay. remote or both, before? Both. both. both? Yeah. Okay. My favorite part of teaching, there's two things. It's one, when I know a student is super excited about what they're learning and two, when you make that realization that a student just learned or realized something that they didn't before. So seeing kids get excited about learning and seeing when they have that, oh, wow, I understand this moment, like that just gives me life. So there's this weird dynamic, I feel like, when you're kind of like teaching kids over the screen where like everything's focused on you and it feels like everything is about what the teacher's saying. In the school, building it was very easy to make it more about the students right I was not I didn't stand in front of my room and teach that was not me I walked around when I taught I checked on kids and when it was time for them to do their work I would go sit at the tables with students I would talk to them I would see what they were doing right and like I feel like they appreciated the fact that I was willing to sit with them at their level, right? Just because I'm the teacher doesn't mean I know everything and I have the power in this classroom, right? I'm going to be on your level and sit with you. And sometimes I sat with the kids because they needed help. Other times kids would be like, can you sit with me? Maybe they were going through something. They just wanted me to sit there, but the relationships were better in person because People are social creatures, right? Like we were not put on this earth to stare at computer screens all day. We were put on this earth to interact with people. Us knowing you personally, like when I see your, your Facebook posts, 
you try to engage with your students with culture. You know, oh, yeah. If it's either through music, through art. Oh, through art, and, yeah. And, History, right? yeah. And then when you do that, you, you, you're you uh, you're pretty much, uh, I guess, on the same wavelength now. You guys are in sync and then they want to engage and then they feel like it's entertaining and it's fun. Oh, like, I love this teacher. I want to show up every day. You know, so that, that's yeah. a positive thing. You know? No, absolutely. I think the most difficult part is keeping up with the trends. Exactly. I find myself <laughs> getting lost in the trends. No, no, because these kids will, they'll, they'll laugh at me. I was like, Ma, what are you talking about? I'm like, listen, I don't know what this means. Explain to me. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like that sometimes? Do you, like, like if you can't relate, like, I don't know. I, I, mean, I get that feeling. Like in the last couple of years, you know, getting a little bit older. I'm not to say I'm old, but getting a little bit older. You that old? Sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes a kid will say something and I, I'll be sly. I'll be like, oh, okay. And I'm not above pulling out UrbanDictionary.com. <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> Urban Dictionary coming through the clutch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so funny. But I mean, again, when it comes to understanding the students, again, I think it takes a special person just to kind of gauge where everybody is, you know, socially or mentally or um, just just in general, because that's a skill. I mean, I think that's a skill in itself just to kind of figure out um, how to read the room. I don't know if that's the right term. To reading the yeah, room. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the same thing. But how do you do that behind a computer screen? How do you read the room? It's a challenge, right? So my biggest anxiety about starting this year was I'm huge on relationship building with students, right? I want them to know I'm there for them. I want them to, you know, know some details about me that kind of endear them to me. So I was afraid of how am I going to get to know kids through a computer? How am I going to build these relationships? Fortunately, it happened kind of organically. So for me in the remote space, I had to spend time getting to know the kids to know when they're having an off day, right? So if you're a student who's always talking, always engaged, and all of a sudden, you don't want to put your camera on. You're quiet. And all of a sudden, you're not doing work. You got to look for those red flags. And it's hard remotely, but... It's, it's work, you know. What kind of presence do you have in your classroom? You know, that's the kind of question that um, teachers would get asked if they're interviewing to teach in a, in a school. Actually, that's a good question. The way I would describe my presence is tough love. So the students know that I love and adore them to no end. Um but they don't get to get away with things. You don't get to get away with not doing your work. I'm not having that, but I build a positive relationship with them. So we really do enjoy each other's company. And in turn, they do their work. If they mess up, they have to hear it from me, which they usually don't want to. So tough love, tough love. So so you're a no-nonsense teacher. I hear with that. A little bit of, with a little bit of sprinkle of love. I hear that. <laughs> we, we need more teachers we need more teachers like that yeah I agree <laughs> I agree how do you motivate your students during a pandemic so I have to provide students things that are interesting to them so that means either making sure it's a story that interests them making sure the activities are things that are fun um And I am not the kind of teacher, I'm not going to sit there and talk at you for 45 minutes, right? We're having discussions. We're doing activities. Students are sharing their opinions. Students are sharing their screens to present their work to other students. So you have to find those things and you have to know your students and what's going to appeal to them and make them want to do work. Do you you find yourself having um, like private Zoom chats or like, I don't know, FaceTime or... Uh, Google Hangouts, do you have like separate um, meetings with your students individually? I mean, I don't know if time permits, but do you find yourself like if you see somebody struggling, do you have the opportunity to do that? Because if you have, you know, 30, you know, in a class, I mean, I can I can understand that time constraints can you know prevent you from doing that. Yeah, I mean, so in my school, I'm lucky because every other day, kids get a double block of English and a double block of math. 
So there's a lot that can happen within 90 minutes. Um, and so if a kid need, if we're having a whole bunch of discussions and they're not understanding something, either me or my co-teacher will go in a breakout room with that student. But also after about 20 to 45 minutes of us holding a Zoom class, I give students the option. They can go and work on their work independently because I can open Google Classroom and see if they're doing it or they can stay on the call. And I'm finding a lot of students who need that extra support will stay on the call or, you know, they leave the call, they realize, oh, they need more help. They'll pop back in the Zoom. So we have this relationship of trust of them knowing that if they don't know something, I'm not going to get mad. It is my job to make sure you know something. It is my job to make sure you have the tools to do the work. So I give those opportunities when students need them. Right, right. You listen to this, Adrian? You listening? She's always there to help. <laughs> In general, teachers are always there to help and yeah. ask questions. Yeah. $1-800 teacher. <laughs> no, no such thing. No such thing. I had, I, he said that threw me off. <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking of a, a two now. $1-800 teacher. And I'm like... How do you handle a difficult situation between your students? That really depends on on the situation, right? So do you mean like if a student's being difficult or if there's an issue between two of the students? Issues. So that depends on the situation. So in the remote space, there's not a lot of issues between students. You know, every now and then a student wants to, you know, be slick and put something in the chat but they know not to do anything too crazy, right? So if, you know, they're making fun of a kid for looking sleepy, I'm stopping my lesson, I'm turning off the chat and we're going to talk about why that's not okay, right? But in person, if something's going on in the classroom, you have to know the students to know what's the best course of action for that student, right? Sometimes kids need to be separated. Sometimes you need to take a kid in the hallway so they can vent to you about whatever the problem is. It's super individual. Uh, this, is like, um, this is like kind of like related to the school. There was this one time in chat where like someone was just like, like, oh, like just saying random things in the chat. And you mean like inappropriate stuff? No, like, in like kind of like mocking the teacher. Really? Like you're saying, mm. oh, oh, saying, I wonder how that. No, we're staying here till six o'clock now. <laughs> you can't, you can't make a kid stay till six o'clock. I'm sorry, <laughs> they'll lock right off. <laughs> that you can't do that remote learning. <laughs> sorry. I was, I was, listen, you gotta text your mother and father. <laughs> we're staying here till six p.m. now. Not happening. You can't. Because <laughs> they said, oh, they say they said like pay attention. Like one of the students said, and like the mocking the teacher, and they said, oh, you'll get a deduction. That's what they said. <laughs> okay, so okay, so that, that okay, so that's a great point. Do you at, at any point during your teaching do you feel that you are either mocked by your students? Do you feel like you have a lot enough pressure on you already? But do you find yourself in a dif difficult situation where students are mocking each other or maybe mocking you? Have you seen that or you know, just being inappropriate, being snappy? You know, do you find yourself because, you know, remote and nobody wants to be up and nobody wants to be behind, you know, yeah, behind no. the screen like that, you know. Do you guys moderate the chat also? Oh, we always moderate the chat. So I don't have I haven't had that experience, but I think it's because I'm I'm trying to cater to the kids needs. Right. So we have a rule in my school where you need to keep the camera on, you know, and I 100 percent support that rule. There's many reasons behind it. But if I had a kid who sent me a private message and this has happened, that there was a death in their family. Okay. Right. So right. we're going to, we're going to let you, you know, you don't have to have your camera off, try to do the work, send me a message if you need something. Right. And I think that there is no mocking each other because first of all, kids know if you're having an issue, you're having a bad day, you tell me, I'll make sure you're okay. But there's just this like culture of respect that has to happen. And the kids know within the first week, you're not going to do that in my class. I don't care if it's physical or online and get away with it. Like respect is mandatory at all times. This might sound like a little weird, but um, what was your um, favorite type of student? 
What is your favorite type of soup? <laughs> I know it sounds weird. I think I, sound, I know where you're going with that. It sounds weird. I'm not saying I want to like review any like student names, but like, like what? Like who was your favorite student? I'm not. Like, or what type? Oh, what type of your, favorite student? Oh, okay, so you're saying like the like the go getter or the class, clown. the class clown or, or like like over the role like a teacher's pet or something. Bookworm. Teacher's pet. Ah, okay. I see. I see where you're going with that. What's your favorite type of student type? You know my favorite type of student. What's yours? The one that's present. See silence. See, <laughs> it wasn't funny. <laughs> no, I, no, I was funny. I just, I just. <laughs> you were laughing internally. I gotcha. I, so, Miss Jessica, so, what is your favorite type of student? <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with personality. It's the student that's trying. So, ah. if for you trying is you have a ninety nine average in my class, cool. But if trying means that you're currently at a 60 average and you're doing everything you can to try to pass and you're letting me know when you need help, you're also my favorite student. Mm. If you're, you're coming, you're trying. That's all that matters to me is you're giving me your best effort. So, Adrian, are you putting in are effort? Are you putting in the effort? Why are you asking me? <laughs> no, because <laughs> here's my thing. Um, as you know, we have so much going on presently, right? We're working, we're, we're trying to figure out schedules and things like that. Do you have any advice for us um, on how to approach the situation with remote learning? Because I feel like sometimes I give up sometimes. I feel like mm -hmm. I feel I get myself frustrated because I want them to do good, but then I don't want to yell at them for not doing well. And I, I don't want to get mad at them but do you have any advice for us because yeah, how do we keep them engaged <laughs> how do we keep up with that like I don't know how do you how do you find that balance what do you do I mean I think it really depends on what goes on in the school right so how the school has structured the day and how the school has structured the work so in our school I don't think a single parent well I can't say a single parent I don't think a parent can say in my class and many other classes in my school that they're teaching their kid. Because the thing is, in my school, your kid needs to just log into the Zoom and then we got it from there, right? So if, if a kid's in my school, I think that they should have alarm set or a schedule so they just remember, okay, it's um, one o'clock, now let me log into that Zoom, right? right? So, and I, you know, I'm hearing these horror stories about oh, these teachers just upload worksheets. I could never. First of all, I could never do that from a moral perspective because I, I'm in this to teach kids, but I can never do that because my principal wouldn't allow that. Right. You know what I mean? And like, it's just, it depends on what's going on in the school and it depends teacher from teacher. Because you may, I don't know, you know, the boys may have a certain teacher, a certain class that they love because things are engaging. And maybe a teacher has a different style that's just not working for the boys. Right, right, right. And I, and I think that the combination of that works. I think if yeah. you have, first, if you have somebody that is engaging and then the structure, because the school is very structured. That's not the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is right. not structured. Okay. It, I think it's too structured. That it it's such it's such rigid um it's so rigid that I don't think it allows you to get that breather in between. But I I understand um, the reason yeah, why yeah. they do it because if right. you if you if you put too much time in between, then you, you're gonna lose them. You're gonna lose them. It's so hard. It's like I don't even know how to even describe it for them. It's so hard for yeah, me. But this so. is new to everybody. This is new mm -hmm. to her. You know, I think mm -hmm. now she's getting used to it. You know, but. It, it, it's still like how do you I don't even I don't even think it's something to get used to but it's like it, you have to be but, like I know but now I guess people are starting to realize this is the new normal now right 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 you know and we have to I, I guess not. deal with <laughs> it see I she hopes not I hope not either so what what do you prefer more remote learning or being an actual school definitely being an actual school guys the only things that I like about remote learning is that I feel that I'm better able to take care of myself. So in other words, um, at lunchtime, I can go in the meal, in the kitchen and make a healthy meal. I can make as many cups of coffee as I want between right. classes. <laughs> that coffee. So those are perks, right? <laughs> but those perks do not make up for 
being in the classroom. There's just a vibe in the classroom that I get from the students and the students get from me that cannot be replicated through remote teaching. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Yeah, We yeah. can get close, but it cannot fully happen. And, you know, I miss those days of not only teaching, but the days of being on break. And then a kid walks past the classroom and just says, hi, you know what I mean? Um, kids trying to stay in my room during lunch, but I'm like, I just want to go get my sandwich out of the fridge. Those <laughs> little interactions, like they mean a lot to me as a teacher and I miss them so much. In, in that sense that you feel like you've missed the interaction, but um, just has... Just, just as like the students need support, do the teachers have support in your school? Because I know like you guys are just as important. You are, you guys are dealing mm-hmm. with just as much. Do you feel like you getting support as well? Are they offering you guys support? I only ask because I'm not sure. Because I know yeah. like if there's some difficult times with the students, there's always somebody available to them. But it does mm-hmm. that, does that, you know, reciprocate to the teachers? In your so personal, we- yeah, in your personal school. In my personal experience, yes, we definitely get support. So, and a lot of that is, it's a struggle to find out the best ways to engage and interest the students, right? So very recently, um, my administration, we had a workshop day and they let us choose from the ones that we were most interested in. And I walked away with that workshop with a platform that has more kids doing work than ever before. Oh, look at that. Okay. So- you know, I've gotten support in that way. And we have this culture where colleagues are very supportive of one another. So if I'm having a bad day, I can go text my friend, say what I have to say and know that somebody has my back and understands, you know? So you're having a rough day where the kids aren't learning anything. And I'm like frustrated. What did I do wrong? I have people I can go talk to about like, Today sucks. Right. <laughs> For lack right. of a better word, today sucks. Motivate me so tomorrow is better. Right, right. You know, so like I feel like that emotional support is there, but also that support of our administration goes and researches and looks for the things and the tools and shows them to us. And then we can pick what we want to try. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, there's always the next tool you can try. Do you feel like you're supported at home too? Like personally? Do you feel supported? Because I know like we we all struggle in that some in that sense. But, you know, do you have people that support you at home and, you know, that see your struggle and say, hey, hey, you're doing a great job. You're doing amazing. Because sometimes I I feel like I have to say that to my husband. Sometimes I'm like, hey, hey, don't stress. You're doing amazing. You're like you're an amazing person. You're an amazing father. Like, I think it's just one or two sentences that the kids need to hear and Mm -hmm. educators need to everybody needs to hear once in a while. Do you, do you have that in your home? I'm lucky that I have that, right? So my, my fiance is super supportive um, and always like, oh, you're a great teacher. You're trying hard. And before he goes to work, he hears me on some of my classes because we work different yeah, hours. Yeah, because you guys are early, right? Like, early yeah. birds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Early birds. And I see him walking around smiling or laughing or later he'll text me and be like, oh, that was really great. And my mom and brother are supportive too. So like I have that that system of people who are willing to listen to me when I'm struggling, but are also willing to remind me of all the good that I'm doing and how hard I'm trying. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's just as important just to say those few words that everybody yeah. needs to hear, you know, absolutely. and I, I always tell my kids, listen, you're doing fine. I know this is hard. It, today's a bad day. Let's go eat some mm-hmm. popcorn. Let's pig out. Cause that's, yeah. that's what I do. It's not, it's not the best thing to do, but like, I'll go buy snacks in the store. Like, all right, let's, we're going to sit down. We're going to pick out today. <laughs> that's what sometimes I do. do yeah. Sometimes you need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts of like remote learning is that you can make excuses. Cause no, wait, 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 wait. I, I see Miss like, Jessica's face. No, she's gonna she's gonna tackle that question. No, no, no. What was that? I didn't even hear the end of that. <laughs> excuses. Just, he said the best part of remote learning is making excuses. Or at least one of the best parts. Ooh. Mm-mm. Because you're lucky you're not my student. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Listen, there's times where they're, they're constantly like, 
behind the scenes, the teacher will be teaching and then we'll get a text that Adrian's not in class. He put his head mm. down or he shut off his camera. Please tell him to come back right away. I have, we shouldn't have to be dealing with this, Adrian. No, but here's, here's the thing. Here's my comment to that. That shows me that the teachers are on top of, course. of them. They're on top right? of them. So yeah. that I'm not, I mean, I, I get overwhelmed sometimes, but, but that tells me that they're watching, that they're paying attention. Right. So I'm, I will never fight with that. But do you see yourself texting teachers and like, or, parents? or other parents? Hey, hey, somebody didn't log on or something like that. Cause I get them <laughs> right away. I yeah. get them right away. So we, we do do that. So most of my, my uh, classes, I have a co-teacher, right? So like, if there's an issue with a student and we had this recently, a student, we could tell he was behind the, the, the camera like on his phone and he had a test to do <laughs> and we're like are you on the phone right now and he's like yes could it be I'm me like okay and so Not as you. i continued with the other students my co-teacher went on mute called up mom and was like hey um He's on the phone. He's not doing his test and he admitted to being on the phone. Uh can can you talk to him? Sure enough, mom talks to him within five minutes. He's doing his test and then he got like a 90 something. Look <laughs> see this guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it all goes back to trying to figure out everybody's mood of the day. Cause sometimes yeah. if you get up on the wrong side of the day and you know. You're trying to figure out, okay, now I got to go behind the screen again. You know, and I find myself getting headaches now because I'm, I'm looking at the screen so long. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and the kids, are, you know, they're getting headaches, you know, looking at the screen and, you know, trying to find the balance, trying to make it engaging. You know, it's so difficult on all ends, on all spectrums. But how have you personally dealt with that? You know, we're not, let's not focus on, all the bad stuff. We, we all know mm -hmm. about that. What about the yeah. good stuff? What about all that good stuff about remote learning? The good stuff for me is that my fear of not building relationships and getting to know the kids was unfounded because I do have a great relationship with them. So even on those mornings when I wake up and I'm not going to lie, I have those mornings where I'm like, I have to be on a computer again. Yep, and it's yep. not about not wanting to see the kids. It's about, it's exhausting to constantly be on a computer. But I remind myself, once you get on there, those kids are going to make it worth it. Right, right, and right. That's the positive of it is I know that when I get on my computer screen, I have kids waking up by 830 in the morning, logging into my class. And I know they're not doing that in all of their classes. Right. So knowing that I have to go into that Zoom, the kids are counting on me. Right. They know that they're going to do something engaging that they're going to like. And I know that seeing them love their work or interacting with them, that's going to motivate me. Right. So my motivation comes from the students. Right. And for me, if you're a teacher and your motivation doesn't come from the students, something's wrong. Oh, something's very wrong. Mm. So where, where would you find the motivation if it's not from the students? Where would you find it? Mm. I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, I feel like th there are and there's amazing teachers out there, but you go on social media, you read things. There's some bad apples there. Ooh. Right. Yeah. And mm. those bad apples aren't motivated by by the kids. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm telling and, and people think, oh, it's because of remote learning. Those people weren't no. motivated by kids in the classroom no. either. Yeah. I was right? going to say just that thing, that's being revealed now that parents can look and see what's happening on that computer every day. Mm -hmm. If you have, you know, the fortunate um, circumstances where you're home, you know exactly what's going mm -hmm. on every day in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so parents can see that the kids are motivating me. They can see my energy, right? My co-teacher and I have parents who will get on sometimes. And it's not those horror stories where the parents get on and question us and yell at us. It's, I love your class. I love your class. Or my kid gets up, he showers, and we're not even in the building, and he puts on his school uniform to go to your class. That's you know amazing. I mean? That's like, amazing to hear. Right, and I think yeah. it, it all depends on on the type of student he is. Because now these kids are, they have to work independently now. I, you know, they have to self-motivate themselves to go to class in, now. No, but I think, 
I think it goes both ways though. Like when you went to the, when you when you went to the building, you still had to work independently, but it was it was it, different. W- it was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now you have to motivate yourself, you know, like just to get up. Adrian and Stefan. The oldest starts class at eight thirty. We try to wake mm-hmm. him up at seven thirty. Doesn't want to get up. I woke up at seven thirty today. <laughs> no, you got up early because you had a test. Yeah, you had a test today. <laughs> That's why you woke up. And this guy starts school at eight forty. I'm motivating him to get up. <laughs> right, he starts school at eight forty-five. And I'm calling and calling at 8.15, 8.30. He's not picking up the phone. Finally, like 8.40, he's already up. And now he's in class already. <laughs> like last minute. Right. He goes to class last minute. See, I, I, I was doing a test, so I literally, I literally tried to get him Excuse up. Excuse me, Daddy. I started class at 9 o'clock. <laughs> the old got to tell you. Get it right, Dad. Get it, get it together, Dad. The audacity. But the other thing that, that I heard that you mentioned is that you had some parents that um, that they when they do join that they're always praising you in that sense but I know that me personally I've seen some like s- stories on social media that and that certain parents have been attacking the teachers that saying that this is your job to teach them or I'm not a I'm not a home teacher I'm not qualified to teach that like what do you think is the the idea behind that because me personally, if there's anything that I can help them with the material, I would try, you know, I'm, right. I, but when I hear, you know, parents like that commenting, it puts me in a bad place. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, you can't say that to a teacher. Right. I feel like it happens because uh, they, you know, a lot of parents, they treat school as a daycare center. You know, they drop the kids off mm. and, you know, they go, they go to work. They don't have to worry about Do it. Do you they're, agree? They're there from eight to four. And then, you know, they're like, oh. That's the teacher's problem. My kid is the teacher's problem right now, not mine. I'm going to work. Yeah, but you can't make a living. Mm -hmm. And now parents are going to stay home. And now if the student doesn't get the lesson plan, now the parent has to take it, take time out their day and kind of like teach them behind the scenes. Do you agree with that? Do you I mean, do you think that all parents think that it's a daycare? Not all parents, but some parents are pretty sure, you know, think about it. Like this whole time parents been complaining. Oh, what am I going to do now? I have to go to work. I can't take time off. Who's going to be at home? I just wish the school was open already so I could drop my kid off. No, but that's a legitimate concern. It is, it is a legitimate no, concern. No, but from, but from the perspective that I'm talking about, I've seen like parents like attack teachers and say, well, you know, this is something that you have to take care of. And this is not, you know, this is not my problem. How, how do you feel about that, Miss Jessica? Because that's that's hard to come from that position. I mean, I feel that that conversation is something that should happen more privately, right? I don't agree, unless a teacher's Definitely, doing something I agree, yeah, crazy, yeah. I don't agree with jumping into the Zoom or the Google Meet and going off, right? right unless right. the teacher does something so terrible, you need to stop it because it's harmful to the kids. But I think there's two sides to that story, right? So it could be that the parent truly feels like, I shouldn't have to do this. You get paid to do it. You teach my kid and leave me out of it. But also, what's going on with that teacher or that class? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, Maybe right. It's something that's not working for the kid in that particular class. I just think that what's going to work best is if the teachers and the parents can have some kind of open communication where you're both supporting the student, right? So I don't think that it's only the teacher's job. Absolutely. Parents need I to agree. So, hands down. I, totally agree. Right. Like, totally. I don't think it's not a parent's job to teach a kid the content. I teach English. That is not the parent's job. I do feel it's the parent's job to return his work, check his work. Go into um, pupil path, a grading system, look at his grades, right? And I'll reach out to parents when there's a problem, but I feel like parents should be doing that whether kids are remote or not. You need to know how your kid is doing academically. Everybody needs to be involved in that. Absolutely, absolutely. Totally agree. So what, like, I don't know how to explain this, but what type of way do you like to teach? Like, do you like to teach with like separate breakout rooms or like do you have to teach like all together? You mean like a teaching style? As in like, yeah, like a teaching Because it's style. very limited, you know, like because we're remote, it's very limited. But Miss Jessica, she made a great point that, you know, if there's a student that that needs help or extra support, that they do separate into a breakout room. Yeah, it, 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 definitely. Again, she she takes the time to figure out, oh, you know, maybe this person needs help or... 
you know, or they don't need help or they log off. But again, the teaching style is limited when it comes to remote learning. I mean, in that sense, I want to take this time um, to see if anybody has any other questions or any other concerns about remote learning. I know that it's been hard for everybody, but um, do you guys have any other questions? Um, what has your experience been like? Do you, so I guess the question is, do you like remote learning? Why or why not? So I do not like remote learning. Yeah, we, we, we've gathered that. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I would personally like to go back to regular school because when I was actually there, there, I felt like I can actually like do the work because I don't feel motivated enough because like the work's not like, you know, in front of you. As in like, you don't get passed out papers. You don't get like, like, you know, the full experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, the full experience. <laughs> yes. Yo, he wants the full package. He wants the full package. And what about you, Stefan? Remote learning is boring. Boring. I rather, I rather elaborate. Elaborate. Yeah. I'd rather go to, to Jessica's school. Oh, you rather go to Jessica's school? She seems like a fun teacher, right? I would definitely enjoy to be in her school. <laughs> I wake I up every day. <laughs> what was that? I wake up every day. I get dressed. I I eat whatever. And I go to class. I do not like doing that every day. But you were doing that before COVID came. What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) No, I did that for a long time. Maybe five years. Well, actually, yeah, five years. Or six years. Because I've been trying to self-treat myself by, like, cooking my own food. Because I tried to cook my own egg and cheese and it was kind of bad today. (laughs) <laughs> I think I I could have done better. Than See, I, like, like it's, it's hard for us, Jessica, because now she has to be at school by seven o'clock in the morning. I don't mm-hmm. get home till nine, you know. So it's kind of tough yeah. now because, like, before, you know, when she had to go to school, she would drop them off and then go straight to school. You know, we we didn't have that concern. It was kind of easy. Now I have to rush home. I, I, I you know I can't stop anywhere. I, I got to come home because I got to make sure you guys are up and make sure you guys mm-hmm. are ready to get your day started. Yeah, and that you guys are okay. No, you know, so, and, and I know I'm not the only parent that's like that. You know, the, there's parents that can't take the time off, that have to be at work, mm-hmm. that have to be, you know, on their job because they have to work. That's why we have I wish I could take the time them. off and, and be home with you guys. I wish well, too. I mean, I really, I really sympathize with the parents who have to work because, um, you know, there's a lot of working parents that I speak to and they're giving it their best effort. You know, they're really trying hard. And, and, you know, if they have a kid that's not motivated and not logging in, I feel for those parents. Absolutely. I truly, truly do. Sometimes I feel frustrated. Like I feel like I'm failing them in a sense because I'm not on top of them as I should be. Because Mm -hmm. in the beginning, it was a little bit easier. And I was like, okay, we know the schedule. We know, you know, this is how it goes. Let's go. Let's go with it. Right. So now a year later, it's like, okay, you know, it gets monotonous and I can understand, you know, people, you know, losing interest and and things like that. So it's like, how do we, how do we move forward? How do we continue to try to keep motivated? We have our bad days, we have our good days, we have our eh days. Yeah, but you guys have bad days every day. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm constantly getting text messages. Where's Adrian? Where's Stafford? Yeah, I know. I know. But I've been doing a little bit of stuff. I'm trying. Okay. I know you're trying. I know you're trying. But in terms of spring break and vacations, do you find yourself still home, like recovering? I want to stay motivated, but I don't think there's anything that can help. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess for, for what we've been going through, it's a lot of things come in my mind and promotion and doubt. That's, that's where my heart is at. Mm-hmm. I, I've been reading a lot of studies and reading about different articles saying, are the, are the teachers doing the best that they can and are the students losing their education? I think it's a toss up, you know, yeah. can, can you still teach effectively and still give the education that they need through the computer? I, again, I think it is still doable, you know, but it's 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 hard to to say that. How do you feel in, in in terms of that? Like, do you think that 
it might change or if it's going to get better? Like, what do you think? Like, how, what are your feelings about that? Um, I think it really, it depends on the student, right? Right, right. So we right. have some students that remote learning is very difficult for them. And then you have some students that thrive under it. So I think you can teach effectively if it's a student that works for Right. So, you know, in, in teaching, to me, a good educator takes into account what works for students and what doesn't. Right. 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 right, right. And, and remote learning is no different. You know, we have kids who would be very shy and not speak and, you know, had maybe anxiety about being in school. But now they feel a little bit safer. They're home. Right. So they're not afraid to, to speak. They're not afraid to share. And then you have some kids who are suffering because they just want to be in a classroom with other kids. So I can't say that remote teaching doesn't work um, at all. It really depends on the kid. Mm -hmm. And of course, it also depends on the teacher if they're doing the things that they need to do so the kid can learn effectively. Right, right. I want to take this opportunity to, um, to just focus on what is the message that you guys you know, just in general, like teachers, educators, like what is the message you guys want to let us know? Like, what do you want the parents to know? What do you want the children, you know, our children to know? What do you want to know? Let your family know. Like, what is the message you think is so important for everybody to know? You know, teaching during a pandemic and and learning how to navigate in this new way of life. You know, it's just, it's such a hard thing to wrap your head around. But what do you think? What do you think it's important for everybody to know about that? I think that nine times out of 10, everybody's doing their best, right? And so I think I would love to see people less focus on the bad Apple teachers. Now, I mean, there's a thing like where people are most likely to report a bad experience, right? Whether it be with another person or if they bought a product and they're reviewing it, people are more likely to report the bad things than the good, right? So I really want people to know that there are teachers that are going above and beyond and are really working hard and doing their best. Right. And I think that we also need to consider parents. Most parents are doing their best. Most kids are doing their best. It's a hard time. And I think we need to consider everybody has different struggles. But if somebody's giving something all that they have, then I think we need to recognize that. And parents need to recognize that about teachers. We need to recognize that in parents. And I hope every teacher sees that in their students. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I I really want to take this time and really thank you for, you know, the opportunity to speaking with us. I mean, I think your perspective is just as important as anybody else's. Yes, it is. And um, again, I really, I really appreciate that you were able to come and participate with us today. Thank you so much. No, I, I'm, and I'm, as thankful that you guys included me. I mean, I know you see from my social media that yeah. like my whole life is about my career yes. and teaching. And I feel like there's so many negative stories out there that for me, it's been a little more positive than the story you'll usually hear. So I'm glad that, you know, you guys gave me the opportunity to, to speak on that. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like with this platform, I feel like if you are free to to speak your mind, I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes we don't get to hear the other side. You know, again, yeah. there's always two sides of the story or what I always say, there's always three. It's right. your, your truth, my truth, and the truth. So for me, it's like, I want to be able to give not just our kids the opportunity, but everybody else who has a voice. Because I feel like yeah. your voice is just as just as important as anybody else's. So again, I really want to appreciate, you know, I appreciate it so much that you were able to participate with us today. No, I'm glad you had me. Thank you. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else have any other questions for Miss Jessica. I have a question. Last one. When will we see you again? <laughs> oh, I think that's up to her. I mean, however schedule permits. 
you know, that's really up to her. I, we would love to have you back. It could be for a different subject, whatever it is. I mean, I would love to have you back again. I enjoyed when she was here. I mean, I'm down. If there's something that you think that I, you know, can contribute to, let me know. And I'm pretty available. I'm the crazy social distance. I don't go nowhere person. So. <laughs> I want to go everywhere. I'm home and, you know, I'm available. <laughs> that's great. So again, I want to thank you again. I want to thank everybody at the table for participating again. So um, Agent, would you like to let everybody know where they can find us? Follow, like, and share Table for Four. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at Table for Four. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker Radio, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Audible at Table for Four. I want to thank everybody again. If everybody can just say bye to Miss Jessica. Bye, Jessica. Bye. Hope to see you again. Bye, everybody. Bye, Jessica. Thank you again. Bye. This is Table for Four. <laughs> this is Stephanie. Stephanie. This is Adrian. And this is Andre. And, and this you. is Table, Table for, for Four. four. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Good we'll night. See we'll see you in the next podcast. See you in the next time.